you guys, and welcome back to The Wild Chase, our Dungeons & Dragons podcast. It is me, your fearless leader, Rio. I will be your dungeon master for the evening. Um, we are recording. It is... Okay, so what, we're recording this uh, still in June, so happy Pride, but by the time it goes up, it's going to be July, so... It doesn't matter. Actually, no, it might be the end of June. Like, this goes up... If this is going out in July, I want to say happy wrath. Actually, it goes it goes out it goes out July first. So yeah, it technically goes up next week. Happy wrath. So we're going with. Uh, all right. Uh, without further ado, let's get into our uh, our introducing our our cast as they were. Uh, Mal, you're first, I guess. We're just gonna go in order. Like, I'm not even gonna, like, call your guys' names anymore. I'm just, let's go in the order of your icons on the screen. Hi, I'm Mel. I play Alexi Neptis, the human bard. Hello, everyone. This is your lovable Merc. I play Sensei, the Warforged Cleric. I'm Jesse. I play Masuru, the um, Tabaxi Bard. Hello, this is Tegan Shane. I play as the Ultra Knight. The High Elf. It's okay, one day, Shane, you'll say it in order. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was completely out of order. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Tegan is very yes. Tegan is very much beloved, so Tegan the High Elf Ultra Knight. There we go. <laughs> uh Okay, so last time on the Wild Chase, we didn't have Jess last week, and that was because of party stuff, but we're, we're going to get back into it. Um, as my brain dies. So, last time on the Wild Chase, the party actually, uh, Musuru passed out in, in his, his room and was snoozing when the rest of the party went to join, uh, join King Janus uh, for dinner. It was uh, a small dinner. And this, uh, even though the, the amount of food was, was, there was quite a bit of it, and there wasn't, there wasn't anything fancy going on. It was just a, a, a pretty big feast. But it was set for the group of you. Uh, it was with King Janus, uh, Princess Brenna, Prince Lucas, and Alexander, Alexi's father. Uh, Haven ended up staying behind in his room, mostly because he was not comfortable being... Uh, being in the same room as the king, and he was still worried that he was going to get, get going to get caught. Uh, so he ended up s- sticking behind, and Tegan said he'd bring him food. And while they were at dinner, uh, King Janus revealed some of the state of affairs for Lamastis currently, and that uh, a lot of the nobles are chafing against uh, Janus's current policies because he doesn't want to spend money on fancy parties and everything when when uh, half of the country is going to starve in the coming winter if something is not done about all the land that was that was damaged due to the, the Hellian invasion. Uh, they also revealed that Lady Araceli is holding an art auction to sort of trick the nobles into thinking they're having a fancy party, but it's also, it, it's also raising the uh, money from the purchased art pieces is going to pay the Druidic congregation to... Uh, to help fix the the damaged land. <laughs> and uh, 
they once they were talking over the situation, uh, Janice became curious and asked uh, Tegan uh, about himself. Talk, they talked about how Kurt, dis- despite Tegan not knowing any better, Kurt was actually one of the famous, most famous monster hunters on the continent of Aeon, and also the only one known to have ever killed a dragon. And he, and he means, he even said, an ancient dragon. Uh, and then uh, he, everyone learned, everyone except for Masuru, who was out cold, learned a little more about, about Tegan's backstory as uh, an orphan, being treated like a slave, and then being rescued by Kurt. And then they all went off to bed, and in the morning, Alexi showed, uh, showed Sensei to Emmerich, which is the, the, castle, the castle's in-house blacksmith, uh, Half-Orc, who was taking time out of his day off to help, help Sensei with some maintenance when he popped open Sensei's chest plate, to gain a uh, bit of a surprise. Okay, um, this is where we're going to be picking up. As uh, Sensei's magical core is going all disco ball. Oh yeah, like little, the uh, little gyrosphere that's in the center with the power source is just spinning violently. It's uh, like a like a bright prismatic color, but it's shooting off bits of various colored energy, uh, occasionally red, blue, just small little sparks, and it seems like it's working overtime. Uh, so, Sensei, um, looking at a reflection, uh, and, and seeing some of themselves, is going to consult the uh, the blueprint. Where are you looking at a reflection? I uh, believe there was some like various armaments around the room. Okay, there you go. He pulled a Disney princess. There's just a random puddle of water. He just he summons a mirror. <laughs> I think like Wreck It Ralph too. <laughs> right. Uh, so Sensei is going to just quickly consult the manual, realize that, oh, that's not normal, uh, and then look at Emmerich. Good Smith, I detect a abnormality in my operation. I do not believe my course should be doing that. And uh, Emmerich's eyebrows shoot straight up, and he goes, Yeah, I don't think anything should be doing that. Um, I'm not touching that. I would concur with that assessment. I am currently trying to see if there is a fail-safe... Or a uh, contingency in my programming. Please stand by. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is your plan here, buddy? Uh, so, uh, Sensei is going to basically very quickly go through the manual in uh, Sensei's programming to see if there's anything at all that kind of... Uh, would explain what is going on. Uh, also, since it's going to run a full diagnostic to see if there's anything wrong with the 
uh, with their magical circuits um, to see if they're overloaded or otherwise being overly stressed. Okay, yeah. So the diagnostic is when it's doing this, it's a build uh, build up of magical energy. Uh, you should have exploded already. It should not still be spinning. Because uh, the failsafe, like typically when it builds up like this, the failsafe would have turned it off. However, it didn't do that, which by logic dictates that it should have exploded. It didn't do that either. Okay, so one of two things. Either this thing is operating well past its normal operating conditions and is okay, or uh, serious levels of discharge to release the excess energy needs to happen immediately. <laughs> okay, so um, Sensei is going to look around the room and see if this smithy has anything that is used to channel magical energy into the weapons. No. <laughs> the is there any is there any place in particular that looks very durable? Well, yeah, I mean it's a smithy. It does a lot of experimental stuff here, but like it's you you got to understand. This is this is a blacksmith's domain, like, he probably, like, blows himself up maybe once a month. Okay. Uh, so Sensei is going to look at Emmerich. Uh, good smith, I believe it may be prudent, since there seems to be a large accumulation of energy in my core circuits, I may need to do an emergency discharge. Could you please advise as to what direction I may apply this discharge? You do that in the castle gates, and they will dismantle you. Ah. This one is not okay with that particular conclusion. Um... So Sensei is quickly going to be flashing yellow, um, uh, looking as around you, in a little bit of a panic. As you flash yellow, you actually uh, roll me a perception check. Okay. Thirteen. You notice in the reflection that as you you do that, a little jolt of little yellow energy goes across everything on the inside, directly coming from the core. Okay. Um, so the magical circuits are turning yellow, starting from the core and then moving outward. Mm -hmm. Okay. You guys are level four. Uh, yes, that this is technically uh, Sensei's level up. That's that's what this was all about. Okay, uh, what dumb thing are you about to do? Well, Sensei couldn't do an emergency discharge, so now Sensei's trying to figure out how to release the excess magic without um, breaking rules and being dismantled. 
self-preservation is a thing to at least some degree. Um, Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I know what we're going to do. Yay, it's our our first curse word of the night. Evens are odds, homie. Oh, no. I was coming up with a plan, but uh, odds, of course. As as the world ends. Okay. Um. Um. As you're uh, working on the plan, uh, suddenly a jolt of green leaves the the core, and you're discharging the energy anyway. Oh no! Where's it going? Uh, as as almost almost like uh, in a, a a flash uh, of of light, like almost like you're you're almost blind for a second, like you got flash banged, and uh, you can't see anything around you as as this energy just leaves you, and then very suddenly you are still you are you are standing in an area. Covered in foliage. Oh no! There are vines up. There are vines up the wall. There are flowers. Uh, there, there's moss covering everything, and it takes you about a about a, a couple of moments to register that you're still standing in the smithy. Okay. Well, at least it could have been worse. <laughs> um. And uh. Emmerich is standing there, and he's just sort of looking around going, Huh. I don't think you're supposed to do that. This one agrees. Um, as I cannot see any reflective surfaces anymore, could you please appraise the situation with this one's power core? Uh... And he's like, yeah. And uh, as he walks over to one of the uh, the breastplates and sort of wipes the moss off of it and shows it to you, you can see that the spinning has slowed down a bit. Uh, is it within normal parameters again? Still no. But it's better than it was. Um, what should it be? Should it just be, like, slowly spinning or just not spinning at all? Well, certain mechanics, uh, certain rings should spin with certain actions. Like, uh, the, uh, like, it's, it's a critical thinking engine. Like, the, uh... If the more exertion that Sensei is putting into it, the, the more it would spin. So, it's, like, each of these little rings has uh, magic sigils carved into them. Like, they're, they're all engraved. So, it's, it's a, certain things should be, be working at certain times. But this whole thing is just basically wink-wonking all over the place. So, there's a lot of things <laughs> that are operating that Sensei doesn't know what, what exactly they are powering, but they're being powered. Yeah. I just want to ask, did you say wink-wonking? <laughs> <laughs> I did! 
I'm not going to justify nor explain. No, 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 that's fine. I I just wanted to interject, so continue on. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Sensei will run another diagnostic real fast and uh, try to figure out where the power flowing through the magical circuits is actually going. Um, if that, if Sensei is even able to perceive that to a certain degree, uh, the diagnostic has registered all systems exemplary, but core status is unavailable. Which okay. So rather than just straight up nominal, like it's basically telling you that uh, it can't tell you what's going on with the core, but uh, you're running at like a hundred and twenty percent, buddy. Uh, okay. Uh, so, Sensei will um, go ahead and run a quick test of the Divinity Engine uh, and see if that is still operating as well. Okay, uh, really quick. Everybody, I want perception checks from the rest of you. Perception. And for special new dice. Oh. Uh, I got a 23! I got an 18. I'm just going to say it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is not happening. Masuru, uh, Masuru and Alexei are like, what the fuck is that? And uh, just pans over to, to Tegan and Haven enjoying breakfast as they're just like still half asleep and they're like, did you hear that? <laughs> And shrugs, goes back to eating. They were too focused on the cheese wheel. Would I have the insight to know that that's probably... It came from the the direction you left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to head back down that way. I'm also going to head that way. Masuda was getting out of bed? Masuda was getting out of bed. It's shocking, I know. What are you going to do? Go down the actual hallways or jump jump out the window? I mean, does it sound like the noise came from outside? Or like, like yeah. how far? I'm going to jump out the window. Oh, jeez. Feline agility. <laughs> Roll me decks, loser. Acrobatics or athletics, actually. I got a 15. Okay, congratulations. You didn't fall to your death. Yay. <laughs> Feline agility. <laughs> well, no, she, she rolls a fucking 8, just topples out. <laughs> as uh, as you climb out the window, jump down the, the, the various, like, uh, sections of, of the, the castle wall, uh, of the, well, the front of the castle, uh, front area. God, I don't know. Like, guys, I'm dead. We need to stop recording these when I'm so tired. Uh, ramparts? I think the word you're looking for is ramparts. Well, no, because the ramparts would be further... further. Uh, this is still in the internal okay. courtyard, so... Okay, I'm a peasant. I don't know castle words. No, you're good. Uh, this is before the ramparts, but it's just the castle walls. So as, as you jump down and you basically meet Alexi as you're coming down...
just going to look at him for a second and be like, do you have any idea where that came from more specifically? Or are we just guessing? I know where it came from. All right, Follow me. <laughs> As you come running, uh... As you, as uh, okay. So back to Sensei. Uh, so when Sensei activates the Divinity Engine, all circuits should turn, if it's operating normally, to a radiant gold, very bright radiant gold. There's a small moment where it turns that green, and then it turns gold. Hmm. Gotta figure out what that means. Uh, so, uh, does Sensei have a connection? Is it working? Yeah, everything's functioning. Is it functioning above specifications again? Yes. Okay. Does, does Sensei get the feeling that uh, they are going to overload? Nope. All right, then it's within the acceptable tolerances. Uh, Sensei will go ahead and... Uh, uh, huh? All right, go ahead. Uh, Sensei is going to go ahead and uh, nod to nobody in particular and then slowly shut down the <laughs> Divinity Engine and try to go back to uh, normal power levels. As, as you're, you're hearing uh, a rushing of footsteps towards you, as three guards come rounding the corner. <laughs> and they, they just start, they're, the first thing, of course, they do is take in the uh, nature that has basically exploded into existence in, in the smithy as Emmerich looks at them. And, of course, they have their weapons drawn already. Uh, Emmerich turns, looks at them, uh, eyebrows shoot up again before he glares at them. And, uh, Alexi, Masiru, you're coming around the corner as you see this blacksmith look directly at these guards, smack the sword out of one of their hands, and goes, Don't you point that at me! <laughs> I leave y'all guys alone for five minutes. What did you do? Ah, Alexi. This one was simply going through a proper diagnostic and functions check. All things appear to be uh, functioning uh, above specifications. There is no faults found, though some abnormalities have been diagnosed, but nothing that should get in the way of my duties. And above specifications sounds good, but abnormalities sounds Concerning? Are you okay, Sensei? <laughs> Shane, can you stop? <laughs> can you stop? <laughs> the giggling in the background is so difficult to keep a straight face. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm doing something off to the side. My apologies. Guys, uh, this is called harassment. Uh, well, Sensei will respond to Masudu. This one has found that the current uh, version of the operating instructions does not explain certain functions that have been identified. 
That being said, they do not seem to be interfering with my normal functions, although uh, this one did identify a large buildup of uh, magical energy from this one's power core, which spontaneously discharged when this one lost control. I am apologizing for this. It was not this one's intention. Emmerich looks directly at Alexei and goes, I think your robot's broken. Yeah, I don't doubt that. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Sensei will um, turn a little bit of a shade of red and speak up. This one is not broken. This one is still able to perform its services and duties to the full satisfaction of the kingdom. Please do not refer to this one as defunct or defective. And then Masuru is going to walk up to Sensei and put one of my paws up on his shoulder and be like, Also, this one is more than just a robot. Ah. Emmerich looks at Alexi and goes, You have weird friends. Clean this mess up. And then, like, leaves. <laughs> he starts walk. As he's walking away, he's literally walking towards the guards that are basically, like, looking at him. He'd already smacked the sword out of one of their hands, and the other ones are standing there in confusion, looking at each other like, maybe we should stop him. Before he pushes one out of his way, the dude tumbles over and he just keeps walking. Uh, so Sensei will respond to Masudu. Good friend, Masudu, while your sentiments are appreciated, I, I must correct your statement. Uh, sensei is Sensei, an autonomous but artificial being. I do not wish for you to misunderstand this one's existence. And I don't. I understand that you're autonomous and that you were created, but I'm... All I'm saying is you are more than a robot. You are more than a simple tool. You have an intelligence about you, Sensei. This one... is confused. And the, the circuits will turn yellowish. This one is capable of learning, yes, but... It is not strictly what one would define as intelligence. I am simply following my programming. I, I, I do not mean to belittle your compliment, dear Masudu. It's simply that I, I, I do not see the accuracy in your statement. My friend, it is simply that you and I have different wordings of the same understanding. All I mean to say is you are not simply a robot. And to me, and to many people that I have spoken of the topic, which, which to be fair is not that many, but to those that I have, the capability of learning is the definition of intelligence. I'm not saying that you are... 
I'm not saying that you are more than you are. I'm simply saying that it seems like some people seem to see you as less than you are. This one concurs to a certain degree. Sensei has found that there are some that look down on those of Sensei's ilk. My fellow Warforged that were created with purpose uh, were dismantled by such beliefs. Um, though I disagree, I will accept your statements as they are, and I do appreciate them. So you're just kind of going to pat Sensei on the arm and be like, I appreciate you, Sensei. <laughs> sensei will turn uh, the customary blue again and kind of straighten up and uh, look at the uh, various armor pieces that have... Um, that are now covered of... in plants, yes. <laughs> yes, because Sensei is um, the Warforged equivalent of Naked. Um, so Sensei needs to be put back together, and the smith walked out. So there's some cleaning that needs to be done before this stuff can be put put back on to Sensei. He did tell you to clean it up. Yep. So he was going to look around at all the plants and be like, do you need help cleaning? As Alexi just watches. <laughs> This one is capable. It will, however, take some time. And with the interior workings and circuits exposed, this one worries that there may be contamination and possible infiltration of these very fine mechanisms. I'm sorry, I'm going to be honest. I was distracted by the gift that was put in that chat. And Guys, I stop that gifing in the chat, please. We are recording something. It's not a live stream. Oh, and to answer, answer your comment about Alexi earlier, about him just standing still, yes, Alexi's going to stand there and watch, because I told them, don't do anything stupid, and what happened? To be fair, I like play devil's advocate. It's not like... Since I did it on purpose, it just happened. Hey, everything y'all do in this in, in this castle it reflects on me. Everything we do in this castle reflects on us too. Yeah, yeah. But, um, higher yeah. I, I I know. I'm just saying, he didn't do it on purpose. Um. So Sensei will uh grab. Are there any gloves, any smithing gloves that Sensei might be able to grab and put on to gingerly start clearing away some of this foliage? Uh, roll me investigation. You got it. Eleven. Uh, I mean, if you open some drawers, then yeah, you can you can find them. Assuming they haven't been sealed with vines. Yeah, you're gonna have to work for it. Are, Alexi, are you gonna help them clean up, or is it just these two? 
I'll help. I'm gonna pull out um one of my daggers and use it to like help cut any like vines or anything that are being stubborn. The three the three guards are standing there awkwardly watching you guys at this moment. They they don't really know what to do. The smithy has an active forge, right? He do. Now, me personally, this will probably upset anybody who ever actually knows about how a forge works, but uh, does Sensei know that it is very wrong to throw things that are not meant to heat the forge into a forge? But... Well, if Sensei doesn't know that, then all of the all of these, you know, plants and stuff are going directly into the fire, which would be awful. You know for the what? Forge. You know what? Roll me insight. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez, not great. Uh, that's going to be an eleven with insight. Yeah, not great. You you don't exactly know enough about how forges work to 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 dump this in there. Alright, Sensei is uh, going to use the fire at hand to burn the plants as Sensei collects them um, from the room. Um. 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 I'm trying to think of some justification for Masuru to know, like, don't do that. Wet plants, wet wood. It's yeah. going to mess up this, uh, this forest. Like, I'm from Drua land. I feel like there's some kind of basis for me to know that you don't burn fresh plants. Uh, you know what? Roll me Arcana or Nature. Okay. I got a nat 20. You're, these dice like me. You're welcome. Guys, I know, I, I did say last episode that Jess's birthday, uh, it just passed. I got her dice for Masiru. Uh, yeah, with that net 20. Um, these are magically made plants. Uh, if you start burning them, we gonna uh, they're probably going to retaliate. So as Sensei goes to throw the first nets towards the forge, they're like, no, don't do that. Um, these plants should probably not be burnt. We should just rehome them. Move them somewhere else. Sensei will immediately stop uh, upon Masudu's advice. Good Masudu, it seems most expedient to use the fire at hand. Why should we not do so? Why, why do you suggest this course of action? Um, so cleaning up the plants is meant to fix a problem that was accidentally caused, correct? Yes, the situation was indeed not intentional. Yes. Um, these are magical plants. Um, they were not made entirely... Well, I mean, magic is still nature, so I guess they were kind of made of nature, but they weren't... Uh, they didn't grow of their own volition. They were made. And as such... If we burn them or destroy them in violent means like that, they may um, react. Do you mean to say that these plants are sentient? 
To a degree. Sensei is going to look at the plants very intently. Uh, that Sensei's gathered up and you know wearing the gloves, and kind of lean forward and apologize. Dear plants, this one is very sorry for almost destroying you. This one would ask your forgiveness. The after after a, a quiet moment, uh, the little shrub in your hand uh, starts shaking just a little bit, and then little flowers start blooming on it. <laughs> this is great. Look at the guards that are nearby and be like, is there some kind of um, wheelbarrow or sack that we can use to enhance until we can them somewhere safe? And the the guards uh, look at each other hesitantly and then look at Alexi. Uh, almost, almost like they're looking for a bit of direction. Go grab. Can you, can you three go grab some uh, crates so that we can carry these flowers out of here? Uh, yes. Do you, do you want me to inform the groundskeeper, sir? Yes. Inform him that we'll be bringing uh, bringing some, uh, some friends with us. Y- yes, sir. Um. And then they, oh, the the one in the middle looks at the one on his left and goes, "You you stay here. We'll we'll go get the groundskeeper and get some crates." And he's like, y- "Yes, yes, sir." And uh, the second the other two go running off, uh, he looks around hesitantly, puts a spear down, and is like, uh, uh, "Can I help?" Extra hands would make the project faster, as Sensei said earlier. Yes, you may. I've I've never seen flowers like these before. If you ask nicely, I'm sure they'd be okay with you taking them. And he seems a bit hesitant. You can you can see a little bit of uh, almost like shy, a little embarrassed. You can see some blush rising in his cheeks as he very softly goes, uh. Might might I have a flower, please? And uh, one of the little the little vines shoots forward and just sort of pushes a little flower into his face, as it's pra- practically jabbing him in the chin to take one. <laughs> this so much. And uh, as as you guys are. Uh, doing your best to uh, remove the uh, flowers and vines. Uh, some of the vines get a little clingy when Sensei picks them up. You know, kind of like a, a snake coiling around his arm. Around his, and uh, moments later, the uh, two guards re- return with some 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 crates, uh, along with a uh, short uh, el- uh, half elf fellow who walks over just. Bronze hair, uh, brown eyes, glasses resting on his face as he adjusts for a second and goes, Oh, well, th- this is quite a mess. 
Yes, yes it is. I honestly don't know where to begin with this, but apparently our Warforge here has brought to life sentient flowers. It's almost like that screaming bush you and uh, young Master Adonis made. Ah, uh, to be young again. And the groundskeeper turns and looks at Masuru and Sense and he goes, Hello, I am Llewellyn Fox. I am the groundskeeper for His Majesty's Gardens. It's a pleasure to meet you, Llewellyn. Greetings, Llewellyn. This one is known as Sensei, the special envoy, non-denominational, spiritually encouraging individual. It is a pleasure. And my name is Masuru. Um, I feel like we've got quite a project on our hands today, but also quite a story to be told later. Uh, these plants seem very docile, very friendly, if only you give them a kind word before um, displacing them. <laughs> In fact, our friend here, and I'm going to gesture towards the guard, asked nicely for a flower, and they presented him a beautiful bloom, so they shouldn't be very hard for you to work with. Just a little hard for us to um, pull off of their places here. Well, it's rather fascinating. How did all of this come about? And uh, as he asks that, uh, Emmerich seems to have returned from around the corner with a mug of something hot. You could see the steam coming off of it, and he just very bluntly says, The uh, robot exploded. This one did not explode. This one simply had a unintentional discharge of excessive magical energy. I assure you, this one is all right. It did not explode. Wait, isn't the definition of explosion a discharge of force? Yes, that that's definitely it. See? It's force, but not energy. Uh, force could be a type of energy, so therefore he exploded. I work sort of hops and goes, yeah, well, not to get all technical, but uh, if you're done cleaning your chest plate, we can get you put back together. This one would greatly appreciate that. And uh, Emmerich looks over at the groundskeeper and goes, all right, Lou, get these plants out of here. I gotta get back to work. And the groundskeeper just huffs and rolls his eyes and goes, Oh, yes, the business of creating more and more weapons. Have fun with that. And uh, uh, as the groundskeeper begins motioning to the, the guards and everyone to, to, to put the plants in, in the crates and the, the, the pots and everything that he brought along. As, uh... As Masuru grabs, like, the crate that he'd been filling up with stuff, I'm gonna look at Lil and be like, I'm not sure what exactly you intend to do with these, but would it be okay if I came by sometime? These plants kind of remind me of home. Well, you're, you're helping out his majesty. I don't suppose he'll mind. I was actually just going to put it in the young prince's garden. 
is a bit obsessed with plants and animals, to be honest. So, in response to that, Sensei is going to turn and address a lot of the plants that have kind of covered the walls and whatnot that haven't been collected, and uh, say, A garden. Do you hear that, friendly foliage? Perhaps this would be a fine home for you to take root. Perhaps you could aid us somewhat and uh, join some of the rest of you that we have collected. Well, since they tries to convince the plants to go me, to the crates on their own. Roll me persuasion. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, that's going to be an 18. Okay, uh, as as you say that, uh, you can see a lot of them shaking with uh, what you can sort of sense to be joy. As some of them, some of them glow a little, some of them sprout sprout flowers, and a lot of the vines begin to gently uproot some of the smaller plants to place them in the crates. That's pretty cool. Um, just uh, as a little bit of an aesthetic. Um, the one that was in Sensei's hands, um, Sensei is going to look down at it, and in a very spontaneous, um, decision, Sensei is going to, uh, place that particular plant, um, onto its shoulder, its, uh, its left shoulder, and, uh, run magical energy to that shoulder before uh, walking over to uh, Emmerich to have the plates put back on. As as you do so, the uh, the little roots begin tangling itself into place as the, the little shrub happily enjoys its new seat. And uh, you sort of notice as the uh, the lights in in Sensei's uh, paneling change colors, so do the color of the flowers on this little shrub. This is awesome. This so much. Uh, at this point, we're gonna we're gonna pan over to Tegan and Haven as they've finished up bre- breakfast. They've uh, they've taken showers, gotten dressed. Uh, the, the maids even did their laundry. Uh, so at this point, they're like, uh, Haven's stretching and going, we should probably go find the others. We haven't heard from them at all this morning. It's kind of worrisome. Yeah, you'd be right. We haven't I just realized out. Tegan and Haven would have no idea that I yoked myself through a window. They would, they would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, uh, yeah, Tegan will agree to let's go find the others. And uh, as as he's walking out the door and holds it open for Tegan before shutting it, he he's just kind of laughing. He chuckles a bit and goes, you know, it, it seems like any time we take our eyes off them for a moment, they're getting in trouble. So if we don't find them soon, all we have to do is follow the sound of chaos. Let's go for new. And uh, as 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 you guys uh, head down the stairwell, 
one of the front doors is open, and you can see different guards uh, going back and forth, pushing uh, pushing little dollies with crates of plants on them. And these plants are moving. Some of them are like they're very very mischievous. Uh, one of them, you see, uh, one of them takes one of the guards' helmets. As uh, as they're uh, moving them from one side of the of the courtyard to another, and uh, as as Haven is looking through the open doorway, he goes, "Um, that does not look normal." Uh, would I be able to roll nature on this point? Yeah, if you want to, or Arcana. Okay. Let's see. I got a thirteen for Arcana. Okay, uh, they're they're definitely magical plants. There's nothing malicious about them. They just kind of seem to be childlike. They're they're looking like they're just having a bit of fun. But these were definitely not something you saw in the courtyard before. Yeah. But given what they are, um, look at Haven. It's like it, it's all right. Like they're not going to hurt us, per se, but, you know, they're just acting as they are, being mischievous. And, uh, Haven smiles and goes, did you forget that I can set things on fire? They wouldn't have hurt us anyway. I mean, I also can set my hands on fire to burn them, so I think we're kind of covered on that part. No, but I get it. They're, They're not anything we have to worry about, at least. Pretty much. Okay. If and as as he sort of steps outside, takes a, a deep breath and goes, "Oh, now that we're not in the castle walls, my senses aren't so dull. Whole place is warded up tighter than any place I've ever been." And uh, he looks off to the left and goes, "Our friends are that way." You so sure about that? Yeah, uh, and he holds up his hand with the symbol on it goes, we're linked, remember? I could basically find you guys anywhere. Holds up hand next to his, being like, oh, true, true. Let's go. And as you guys are walking, he's like, uh, I wonder if we can, you know, I wonder if it works in reverse. Like, if, if I went missing, could you sense me or if or any of the others? I would assume so seeing that there's the connection. Yeah, but I'm the one who's regulating the wild magic. We can always try it, though. Like, you go to one side of town, and I go to the other side of town, and see if my hand pulls. That is tempting. We'll have to put that in the back pocket for now. Uh, as uh, as the two of you uh, happen upon the rest of the party cleaning up a massive uh, a, a massive uh, Plantscape that is covered this uh, this this blacksmith or uh, covered the smithy and uh, as as they're, they're, this is happening uh, you can you have you see the the blacksmith who's basically screwing back in uh, Sensei's breastplate. Um, just so you know, all of you, as this is happening, have gotten a peek as as to what is going inside, going on inside Sensei at this point. 
That's dope. It's like it's like the nineties clear technology trend. <laughs> you see all the wiring. Well, I mean, he wasn't like he didn't have his breast breastplate on well, when you guys showed up. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like it's neat. I was kind of distracted by the plants before, okay? <laughs> okay. And what were you saying, Shane? I was just going to say to recap of, like, what exactly is happening in the sunset. Uh, the core is basically spinning like crazy. Okay. Like, That's each each of the little mechanisms are going super fast. And it's shooting off little little jolts of energy. Anywho, anyone? Uh, well, if nobody's going to ask any questions while Sensei's getting put back together. Um, uh, Sensei will look at uh, everyone and uh, say, This one does appreciate the assistance for the commotion that this one is responsible for. And Haven, Haven's like looking around and go, yeah, I can uh, see you. Uh, what did you do exactly? This one inadvertently had a overload of magical energy from this one's power core, which led to a discharge. He exploded in the and the, he exploded in here and caused plants to grow. This one did not explode. This one is still functioning as intended. There are no pieces of Sensei laying around the room besides the one that was taken off beforehand. It's not a result of the discharge. Give me the definition of explosion, Sensei. And Haven goes, huh. It's definitely weird. Um, By the way, as Sensei gets more and more defensive, you all will see little tinges of pink start to uh, flow into the magical circuits. As uh, Sensei is... uh, Getting embarrassed. Uh, uh, Haven Haven looks at the rest of you and goes, All right, well, since you guys are cleaning this up, maybe we can take a moment to discuss what we're doing next. This one does remember a small bit of unaddressed business that we did make plans for, uh, though we left before fully um, moving towards its completion. This one remembers a member of the kobold race that we encountered en route to the capital. 
it did request our assistance. And uh, Haven frowns and crosses his arms and goes, hmm, though if, the, though if the tiny kobold got anywhere near the capital, knowing the uh, sensitivity that uh, the people have right now towards the dragons, might already be dead. Uh, so Sensei's going to look at Alexi. This one would be dismayed if we did not at least make the attempt to keep to our promise. What say you, Alexi? I think that's a great idea, Sensei. Trying to figure out more about what was going on with that. And uh, Haven Haven looks at Monsieur and Tegan and goes, "What about you two? I frankly am not sure what the best course of action is at the moment, and I'm just kind of willing to follow what you guys think we should do. Yeah, more going with the flow of things. Haven nods and goes, yeah, I'm not really objected to it, so I say, why not? Well, let's let's try to help them get this cleaned up, because the faster we do, we have to swing back by the embassy and pick up Letty, since you guys invited her along. And then we'll, I don't know, what's the plan for finding these kobolds? This one does remember that the small creature did mention that it had inadvertently been teleported away from the rest of its group and that it was seeking to find them and help them. Perhaps we could look for any sightings of kobolds uh, amongst those that work the farmlands outside of the capital. Well, it's, it's a place to start, to say the least. I have a thought. We could also, and this is just a suggestion, since the security would be aware of such a creature, especially if it tried getting into the city. Maybe we should check with the guards. That but if like the creature hasn't already tried getting into the city, and the guards wouldn't be aware of it, wouldn't that put them on alert, too? Not necessarily. Unless there's a valid threat, they don't go on alert, right? That's how that works? Yeah, right, it's true. I'll head over to the, I'll, I'll head over there to figure out uh, more information about any cobalt sightings. This one will accompany you, Lexi, while currently on King's 
business. This one still does have the rank of colonel, and I do believe that it will come in handy when seeking the cooperation of the rank and file. Okay, and Haven, Haven looks at Tegan and goes, I'm going to head with them to the guard station since it was my idea. You two could pick up Letty and try to hit the farms, see if you can find anything out. I know that uh, is probably the friendliest one of us, but of, of all of us. And I can check in on how Annabelle is with Letty. So, I am more supportive for that. Yeah, see? Good plan. I actually feel weird that everyone's agreeing with me. Savor it. <laughs> heck was that? I'm positive that was Cersei. I'm positive. It was. I'm sorry. He just started playing deep rock in the background. (laughs) This is a professional podcast, Cersei. JK. Uh, Uh, Do you want me to kick him off of his computer? Like, it's his bedroom, too. It's fine. It's fine. Let's go. I honestly think that gives this episode character. So as Emmerich finishes um, uh, putting Sensei back together, and okay. Uh, while 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 this is happening, I know that you're 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 focused on that. Roll me a perception check, and then you can finish what you're saying, and then I will respond with what what I was going to say. Do you want us all to okay. or just him? Uh, I mean, if you all want to. Uh, Sensei says a twelve, rolling really low today. Okay, and. Did the rest of you want to roll? 23. I wasn't going to. <laughs> Tegan is just spacing out. As uh, Haven is not also not paying attention, but like picking up the weird looking plants and just sort of shoving them at Tegan. I got a 16. Okay. Uh, continue what you're saying, Mercer. Uh, so as uh, Emmerich... Um, finishes putting Sensei back together. Uh, Sensei will uh, nod at Emmerich and uh, stand fully back up again and look at Haven. Good Haven, as I have mentioned before, I take your word with a great deal of trust. You have not led us astray thus far, and I believe that trust has been thoroughly earned. It makes perfect sense as to why we would take your advice seriously and come to a conclusion that would be in agreement. Um, okay. Uh, so as, as you guys, the, the people who rolled perception checks, uh, successfully, uh, this is Sensei would not understand at all. Um, while you guys are cleaning up these plants, Emmeraku seems to be very little help. Actually, he did not help you guys at all, mostly because he said he wouldn't, and he didn't. Uh, he is more than constantly in Llewellyn's way. <laughs> Almost as if on purpose. <laughs> and uh, as as you can see, uh, the little you can see the little the little annoyance in Llewellyn's face every time he has to navigate around him. And uh, Emmerich just sort of chuckles when he has, to, he has to move around him. So it seems like Emmerich is doing nearly everything he can without putting in much effort 
to impede Llewellyn's work. Hashtag enemies to lovers. <laughs> but it, it sort of makes a little a little sense, especially with the uh, the 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 cutting remark that Llewellyn made about Emmerich's obsession with making weapons. You're saying he wants to see the ultimate weapon. <laughs> but uh, joking aside, uh, Haven Haven looks at uh, looks at Sensei and goes, "I I know I I do know that you said that, but." And he looks at the other people in the room and goes, uh, "You have to understand where I'm from. I'm not used actually used to people meaning what they say." Uh, Sensei will turn um, bright blue and uh, walk over to Haven and extend uh, a, a nice clanky metallic arm uh, and uh, as to, to shake Haven's hand. Uh, this one speaks true. As you know, this one is rather incompetent when it comes to the arts of deception. Yeah, uh, I imagine. I think I've learned that enough about that by now. But, and uh, as as he's got uh, a, a very weird-looking plant in his hands that has, like, a, a lot of the little branches and stuff in it just, like, curl into little spirals... As he sticks this in Sensei's hand, he, he goes, I, I, I guess I just need to get better at trusting people. Uh, sensei will look down and uh, accept the plant, not what Sensei was expecting, but um, we'll, still, we'll still take the, uh, the thorny little plant and... Uh, set it into one of the crates. Okay. As you guys spend uh, yeah, the next 30 minutes or so with the help of, uh, as, as this is happening, more and more guards seem to be volunteering to assist you guys. Uh, and uh, different ones. And by the end of it, uh, the, the plants are, have all been moved and all of the guards have like little flowers tucked, tucked into their armor. This is adorable. As uh, you guys come back to the front of the castle, and uh, King uh, King Janus is basically standing, uh, standing, uh, hands on his hips as he's looking at you guys, and just with the biggest smile, you can see Prince Lucas standing behind him, hands clasped over his mouth, just the pure excitement as this child is trying to stay still, as he's seen all these plants go past. And, uh, uh, Janice goes, well, I, I kind of, I'm kind of sad I missed all the fun while doing paperwork. Uh, Masuru is going to bow before acknowledging them, and then, uh, when he stands back up, he's going to look the prince in the eyes and be like, I understand that we have some new friends to put in your garden. <laughs> And uh, he's is nodding so so vigorously. You think his head might roll off? Um, 
as uh, he pulls on Janice's shirt and Janice leans down to hear Lucas whisper. And uh, he, uh, after a moment, Janice just laughs and goes, um, Lucas says he is very glad that you are not a cat monster since you appeared in the courtyard. And he is thankful for all the new plant friends. Oh, Lucas, did you see me appear in the courtyard? Uh, he nods. Would you mind telling me how I got there? I can ask one of the plants to make a flower for you. And uh, at, at a moment, uh, he he very like cautiously steps forward, and then he like motions a little hand for you to lean down. I I will lean down. And uh, as he looks around, almost conspiratorially, he very softly whispers and goes, "There was another cat man." What did the other cat man look like? Um. He he was um he was not like big like you but he had he had like gold fur and like spots and um he told me to keep it a secret. Well, you've done a very good job of keeping it a secret. But then Brenna showed up in the courtyard, and so when she screamed, I screamed, and we both ran. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're, you helped me wake up. That was important, too. And Masuru is going to look um, at whichever little plant ends up being closest to him and, you know, kindly ask, Little friend, would you mind sprouting a flower or two for our good prince here? And, uh... As it does, it starts sprouting poppies. Of reds and oranges, almost uh, just a collection, like like the color of the sunset. As uh, Lucas is so excited, uh, he looks at uh, he looks up at his father, and King Janus goes, "All right, well, off you go. I know you're gonna go chasing after Llewellyn. You might as well go now." And uh, he scrambles, stops for a second with the plant in hand, and goes. Thank you! And then goes running off again. And uh, just gonna like smile and wave after him. And Janice, uh, Janice is, uh, the smile sort of vanishes from his face as he gets a little serious and goes, kind of sounds like a leopard man dropped you off or a cheetah. That it does. There are not many. Oh. There are not many tabaxi in the capital, so it shouldn't be too hard to find some information. Well, whoever it may have been, I'm sure that they were led by the hand of the cat lord. Mm. And if that is so, as I am also led, I'm sure that our paths will cross again soon. My biggest concern was that he made it past the wall without tripping any of any of the magical censors. And Janice looks at Alexei and goes, You will have investigated, I hope. Yes, sir, we will. 
Good. I'll have your father organize an investigation on, on our side. See if we can combine our information. So where are the rest of you off to? Well, there's been rumors of cobalts in the area where I was going to take a look at that. Hmm. Cobalts is close to the capital. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised with the Hellions. It might be easy for them to slip through. It might just be rumors, but I thought it would be a good idea to take a look in, look into it. We have any idea on the color? Blue. Hmm. Well, that's good. The red ones are infamously doing the Dragon Empress's dirty work. So, all right. Just keep me informed if you find something dangerous. And, we'll do my thing. and he he looks past you and looks at Taken and goes And I hope you take care of yourself today. I did enjoy our talk. I'd be happy to talk with you more. I would be glad to talk to you more after we do this journey. I also heard that the um Lieutenant Justine, as you are familiar with, happened upon another juicy tidbit of information about wild magic. And what would that be? I don't know all of the details, but it's fae-related. Fae-related. Okay. Okay, yeah, actually, guys, let's all take a quick restroom break, okay? To Sounds all, good. To all of our listeners, it will sound as no time has passed, but we will be back. <laughs> and we're back, guys! Yay! Everyone, we're back! All right, so back to the conversation we were having. I know we picked, like, a really bad time to take a bathroom break, but, like, multiple of us had to pee, guys. <laughs> so, anywho, back to that conversation we were having. You guys were talking with King Janus about some hinky stuff going on. Yeah, I believe it was about uh, another lead on magic. Oh, yes, another lead on wild magic. Uh, and he was saying that, of course, you've spoken with her before, but uh, Lieutenant Justine might have more information for you guys. If you remember, that's who Vidalia Justine is, the one who let uh, Alexi search through her reports. Right, right. Because they got to history. I mean, they're basically the same generation of the noble circle, so... Like he said, they got its history... Anyhow, and uh, Janice looks uh, looks to the uh, the wall as to to where the uh, the edge of the the castle courtyard is, to where it leads out to the actual wall, you know, the the nobleman's courtyard, and uh, sighs and goes. Unfortunately, it looks I'll be stuck in the castle for the next month or so. 
It's too bad. We have way too many things to fix, so if I leave now, nothing will get done, or the rest of the sneaky nobles will keep trying to hide stuff under my nose. I don't know how they think that they're going to get away with it, but I will just have to keep reasserting the fact that I am not my father, and they cannot keep causing these problems. And uh, he he looks at uh, Alexei and goes, Well, I wish you the best of luck. Your father won't be back for a few days. I imagine he would have expressed some sort of sentiment before he left, but he was in a bit of a rush. I understand my father's work all too well, and I understand... We will we'll make we'll make haste to gain all this, all these. What's the proper word for it? Uh, chores, tasks, objectives, uh, objectives, not chores. Issues, chores. concerns. Since he'll chime up, I believe the word you are looking for, Lexi, is duties. As, as you all play a word association game with the king. <laughs> Chores still seem like the best thing. Uh, done so that we can get back to the main, main goal at hand. Let me know if, we, if I can be of any assistance. And I know the guards will hate me for it, but my doors are always open. I understand, my king. Thank you for your assistance. Uh, Sensei will lean down to Alexi, but speak kind of lowly to you know not be impolite. Alexi, I, I do not believe it's prudent for the king to leave his doors open. It seems to be quite the security risk. He's saying this as as Janice is walking back into the castle. <laughs> I, I'm saying this. After Janice, literally, like, immediately after J- King Janice says, my doors are always open, like, immediately after. Well, he was turning to go back at the castle, is my point. It's just very yep. funny. I don't think he meant it literally. Haven um, hey, speaks up giving uh, Sensei a pat, and it's like, don't worry, I thought literally the same thing. <laughs> uh, sensei will uh, look at Alexi and look at Haven and uh, straighten back up. This is one of those colloquial things. God, I cannot pronounce that word for the life of Col- me. Colloquial? Colloquial. Yeah. Colloquial. There it is. Colloquial. Uh, so say, this is one of those colloquial things that I haven't quite learned yet, isn't it? Dead silence. <laughs> Is everybody's too embarrassed to answer Sensei? I, I do believe so, Sensei. It's okay. As you guys have uh, finished cleaning up and 
Janice has he- has gone back into the castle. Are you guys just going to get ready to head on out into the city? I am. I'm go- I was going to head back to my room and then grab my stuff and get ready to go. Sensei will uh, as well. Well, I mean, uh, Tegan... Now, is or is Masuru dressed? I, I assume you like crawled out of bed and came outside, so you might have to go get your stuff. Crawled out of bed and jumped into the out. I have clothes on to some degree. Point being is you do still have to go get your stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, mean, I figured with Tegan, he's pretty much ready to go. Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Tegan is ready to go. <laughs> Quick side note, I did say earlier I'd pulled out a dagger. We're just gonna say that Masuru always sleeps with a dagger on him. He's a mercenary. It works. We don't gotta get technical. Alright. <laughs> I'm just saying, I jumped out of a window without actively grabbing anything else. There probably needs to be a reason why I had a weapon. Just want to ask, because aesthetics are a thing, how thick is Masuru's fur? And can you possibly hide a dagger in the fur? Like a stiletto? No, 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 no. Masuru's like a, a, a panther. So it's, it's, it's very fine. It's like velvet. Didn't I send you screenshots of him before? Yes. I mean, you have a beard and stuff like that, but... Yeah. Like, your fur is not, I mean, it, your fur is not yeah. fluffy enough to hide shit in. Yeah, the fur itself is not very thick. It, it's not like Snug's. I have a very funny Yeah, I was tail thinking hat. the same thing, Shane. <laughs> okay. I have a very fluffy tail, though. In case the people listening are wondering, Snugs is my big Maine Coon cat. He is as fluffy as they come. He is a mob boss. He is a big old boy. Anyhow. Alright, so we got all of our gear. You You get your stuff, you head back downstairs, and I assume just right out the gate... Well, we're splitting the party. Some of us. I are mean, go you have to go through the same gate. Oh yeah, to get to Letty, yeah. <sighs> Trying my patience. <laughs> okay. We're going out the gate and then splitting up. Yeah, because it's you. You go out the castle gate. You go down, down the uh, the the hill, and then there's the embassies right there. Alrighty. We'll leave Masudu and Tegan to go do that. While Alexi Sensei and Haven go to the guards, as uh, as you guys are are coming down the uh, the large staircase uh, up for, or I mean, there's staircase on each side. Of course, there's the the upward hill, so like carts and stuff can be driven up the hill. But um, as you guys are coming coming downwards, uh, you have to pass the embassy the embassy on the way out of the wall anyway. So as as you guys come past, uh, Letty's actually standing outside the embassy. She's fully dressed, she's adjusting her hair a little bit, and she's just, like, waiting. So, pretty much, she's all... (laughs) Yeah, she's awake, surprisingly, at this time of day. Oh, Letty, see that you're ready. Uh, do you have all your things? Oh, yes, it's very nice to see you guys again. I'm glad you came back okay. 
It's nice. Letty, how have you been doing? I mean, I've been fine. Um, Master Tassid is actually very kind. I did not know why you guys were so worried about him. There was worry. This one does not remember worry. Well, uh, since it looks very confusedly at, at the other members of the party. Well, may- maybe not Sensei, of course, but, um, like, Alexi had this little scrunchy, scrunchy expression, and she, like, points to her, like, the center of her brows. <laughs> I'm concerned about a lot of things. Well, I kind of wish you weren't. You deserve a day off. I do deserve a day off, but that's not happening anytime soon. Anyway, I thought that since I should, uh, since you guys were in the castle, that when I woke up, I should wait for you here. Because only people who are invited by the king are allowed in the castle, so. It was for the best, but we're still glad to see you now, regardless. This one believes that since you have been accompanying us and have been quite the companion thus far, if the group of us are invited, it reasons that you would be invited as well. I mean, yeah, but what am I supposed to do? Just walk up to the castle guards and say, Hey, I am with them, the people you let in earlier. It does not always work that way. Uh, Sensei, I'll look at Alexi. Alexi, are there protocols for perhaps sending a message or having a an invitation relayed through the guards? I am unfamiliar with the castle grounds, perhaps you could explain. When dealing with invitations that way, yes, we can send a guard to, uh, we can send a guard to go find the person, but we have to, most of the time, know exactly where they are and be able to describe them to the people, describe them to the guard, because... That could easily be in, misinterpreted as, oh, it's, th- it's such and such here, and they could go grab such and such and bring the wrong person to the castle. So it's better to just always have that person with you. Yes, see, I knew Alexei would understand. He's so smart. Well... As long as we all know what the proper procedures are, we can certainly ensure there is no confusion in the future. Letty, we are currently in the process of investigating a small kobold issue. We received a request from one of their kind. Would you like to accompany us as we investigate the... uh, the case of their misplaced plan? You mean the little blue fellow we saw on the way into the capital? Indeed, you do remember quite accurately. 
this one feels that it would be appropriate for us since we have a small respite of time to uh, to address the request. Well, I mean, I I did, like, to be honest, when I first saw it, I thought maybe it might be food, and then it spoke, so uh, it's kind of memorable. This one does not quite understand the dietary needs of your kind, but this one is grateful that you did not immediately set to prey on the small creature. Well, I'm glad too, because if that is our mission now, I definitely want to help. I have been practicing my magic while you guys were away. I have done quite a bit, and I hope that I will be more useful this time. You were helpful last time, Letty. I'm um, I hope to see how well you've gotten better. Well, I mean, you guys were only gone for like two days, but I, I feel like I did. Uh, I feel like I, I did grow at least a little. But uh, Sensei is literally going to uh, lean down and appraise Letty's height. And see if she actually did grow. No, she's still 5'3". <laughs> uh, after assessing Letty's height, Sensei will um, turn a somewhat somber color of blue, a uh, deeper blue, and uh, speak. Letty, with some sadness, this one has to report you are the same height as you were before we left. Um, I do not believe you understood what I meant, Sensei. Um, I meant I grew as, as a person, not like I got bigger. I don't think I'm going to get any bigger. Like, my my magic is, is a little better, and um, I'm not as scared when things get scary. Ah, you meant grow as in matured, since I understand. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that meaning is in, what that word is in common, but I think we do mean the same thing. We are gonna so, we're gonna do a quick pause, guys. Sorry, just correcting something. Okay. Back at it, my friends. Sorry about that. We had a small technical issue, but we straightened it out. Alrighty then, so back to the conversation. Where you were talking about how Letty has matured. Yep, and she said that uh, she thought we were talking about the exact same thing. Uh, so, Sensei will be the usual um, lighter blue and uh, nod, um, and then uh, turn back to the party. Well then, I believe we have what we need. Shall we be off? Uh, I believe we should. Like, I mean, 
If our plan is to find a little cobalt, what are we going like where are we going to search? Well, we were going to begin our questioning by speaking with the guards to see if there were any sightings of cobalt, specifically blue ones. And then if that was unsuccessful, we were going to speak with the local residents, such as the farmers that travel in the surroundings. Perhaps they would have seen something. Oh, okay. That's That sounds easy enough. So the um, you guys are splitting up right out of the gate, right? Yep. Okay. That was the plan. Okay, let's see who we're starting with. But um, okay, looks like we're gonna start with 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 uh, Alexi Sensei and Haven. Let's do it. As you guys are uh, heading further into the city with. As you leave the wall, you go past the uh, the market ring, and you hit up uh, the, I assume you want to go to the main guard station? That would make sense. Specifically one that handles the, uh, you know, the more rural areas, you know, incoming, outcoming, uh, you know, surrounding areas. Not specifically, like, inside of the city, but more about a post that handles the outer outer edges. They would probably have more information than, you know, ones that handle, like, inner city stuff. Well, I mean, if you're going to the main guard station, all the reports are going to flow through there anyway. That'll work, then. Alexi. Sorry. Well, is that is that good? Yeah. Is that a is that... no? Going to the main guard station. Uh... Yeah, we're going there right now. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. Wait, I thought yeah, we were already heading. Yeah. Yeah, we're. I was just confirming that you guys were heading to like the main guard station. Yeah. Okay, so we're starting with you guys first as you head out, uh, as you're, like like I said, into the city. Uh, as you come upon the, uh, the guard station, the this large building, uh, every so often you see a guard walk in and then a different one walk out. They seem to be incredibly busy at, the, at this moment. All right, so we'll head to the front desk. As you uh, as you guys walk in, um, there's the, the the hustle and bustle of what you'd expect from the guard station. Uh, they're sorting through different reports. Some of them are are busy uh, talking with others. Uh, you can see. A handful of criminals being ushered through the station. Um, when you walk up to the the front desk, 
you see there is a uh, a halfling woman sitting at the desk as she's going through some things, and she looks up and she goes, Oh, uh, hello, uh, what can I do for you today? <clears throat> Citizens? Is, what's the rank of the halfling? Uh, she's just an officer. Okay. Uh, is there a name um, on the uniform? Uh, no, because this is this is a guard station, not a police station. She wears armor, yo. I I don't know. You didn't describe armor. You just said halfling. Okay. Well, presumption. Apparently, I got to be more descriptive sometimes. Yes, every one of the every one of these people in the guard station is wearing the guard uniform. Which doesn't exactly necessitate name tags. Uh, okay. Uh, well, Sensei will uh, confidently walk up. Um, Colonel Sensei wishes to have an audience with the lieutenant in charge of the rural outskirts of the capital. If available. <laughs> uh, she, she just looks at you eyes wide and go, eyes wide and goes, um, no, no, I'm gonna go with no. No, as in. There is no lieutenant in charge of the rural outskirts, or no as in they are unavailable? No as in I'm not even going to bother with this. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, what are you? This one is Colonel Sensei. Right, right, I understand you're a colonel. You're probably some important military figure. Um, this is the Alistus Guard. We basically handle the security for the entirety of the capital. Point being is, with everything going on right now, all of the lieutenants are super busy. So I don't really have the time nor the energy to go bother a lieutenant that's probably just going to yell at me just because some tin man says so. Uh, so... Sensei is going to, I mean, just looking down at the halfling, the height difference is just insane. Uh, and um, look at Alexi and then look back at the halfling. This one does not understand. We have come in order to gather information that the lieutenant would likely possess in regards to an investigation that we must execute. Is there some other matter that is currently ongoing that would take precedence over this? Yeah, the fact that we're the guards and we do the investigating and you are the weirdest thing that I have ever seen and you just walk through the front door of the guard station asking for information. If it's related to an ongoing investigation, I sure as heck ain't going to give it to you.
so Sensei will turn yellow, uh, look down at its right hand, the, the one that usually does the clinkly clinkly clank, um, and then – no, sorry. That's the left hand. Left hand that does the clinkly clank and then look at Alexi. Alexi, in regards to our previous discussion, is this where restraint should be exercised? I believe you cautioned against expeditious solutions. And Haven shrugs and goes, yeah, I could probably solve this matter in like two seconds. Uh... Sensei, would you be so kind as to um, show show the sigil? Sensei will go ahead and do the clanky clank and uh, produce the king's sigil and hold it in front of the halfling, which will actually kind of be a little bit above the halfling. <laughs> As you can see, this here is the sigil of the king. This is not to be held lightly in this kingdom. As soon to be the next head head advisor of the uh, of the royal family, I do pray tell you what I uh, would answer my friend to your questions. And she stops, pauses for a long time, and goes, "Oh, you're that Nephis kid." The captain told me about you. Oh, crap, the captain. (laughs) (laughs) Would your captain happen to be in at the moment? Unlucky for you, he is. This'll be fun. And she actually steps out from behind the counter. You you see her just hop off the, the, the tall stool. And and goes, follow me, gentlemen, and robot thing. <laughs> Alright, following. Yeah, we're following. As the uh as the uh they they walk you uh all the way to the back. Um, the, you can see a number, uh, a number of the guards have turned your direction, mostly because Sensei is the weirdest thing they've ever seen. Uh, as they, uh, they look back and forth, even, even some of the prisoners are just like, what the hell? And, uh, perception check. Alrighty. That'll be a 21 for Sensei. <laughs> that will also be a twenty one for Alexei. That just leaves Haven. Okay. We uh, if I could find anything. I live my life at various stages of confusion. Vibe. What? Vibe. 
Oh, okay. See, see, she gets me. I heard five. No, I said vibe. No, I got it the second time. It's just the first time I heard five. It's and obviously a countdown. It was meant to be ominous. What, oh, I'm sorry. I was looking for something. Uh, what What did you guys say your perception rolls are? We were both 21. As, uh, as you guys notice, uh, one of the... You guys notice it, but it, it happens so fast. Uh, one of the, the prisoners has picked the lock on his cuffs... And is about to lunge for, for one of the one of the guards. Sensei will immediately take mm-hmm. steps to move towards that prisoner, and just bare metal hand grab them by the face. And uh, as as you do so. Uh, the the prisoner uh, this this sort of seems like a uh, like a trigger effect as all the the rest of the prisoners start trying to get up uppity uh, the the rest of the criminals uh, they they do get very quickly pinned down uh, this guy's basically trying to remove your hand from his face uh, sensei will turn to the nearest guard presumably the one responsible for this particular uh, suspect. Guard, I do believe this one seeks to escape. Can you please inspect their shackles? And one of the the the, the guards uh, nods and and goes to uh, pick back up the shackles. Sensei will continue to hold the prisoner by the head. Yeah. Until the, you know, they either stop thrashing around or until the guard can subdue, subdue them or the other way. As they, uh, they cuff the guard and, and push him back, uh, back, back into the seat. Uh, and, uh, I mean, the guard cuffs the suspect. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> the car, c- <laughs> the the guard cuffs the. Get out of here. The the guard uh, cuffs the uh, the criminal to the chair this time, and uh, looks at you and goes, uh, "Thank, thanks for the help." No thanks needed. It is simply. One's duty to serve this one's country. Please carry on with your duties. It is always an honor to help. And uh, the the halfling guard calls from the from the uh, the staircase at the back of the room and goes, "Are you coming or what?" Uh, sensei will uh, salute the guard and then uh, take their leave and go after the halfling. And as as you guys uh, trudge up the stairs, you can see the office. You can see this office from from the first floor. Uh, 
and the uh, uh, as the as the halfling knocks on the door, and you hear uh, a voice go, "Come in!" And uh, as the door opens, and you guys enter the, uh, enter the captain's office, there's a a tall. Uh, uh, another half elf, as you guys have seen today, uh, long brown hair and uh, striking blue eyes. As he looks over at at the group of you and goes, "Well, look who's back in my guard station. This time, not in handcuffs." Hello again, Alexi. Hello, it's nice to meet you again. Are you doing well? I'm doing about as well as you can imagine. We've came to get more inf- we came to get information for a endeavor for the king. Hmm, I have heard much. I spoke to Justine the other day. For the rest of you, I am Captain Davith. I basically run the entirety of the guard for Alistus. Though when I first met young Lord Nephis here, I was just a detective. You can imagine, he becomes quite the troublemaker. But... So- since it's going to breeze right by the troublemaker comment and uh, salute the captain and uh, say, this one is known as Colonel Sensei of the Laomastian Army. It is a pleasure to meet you, sir. Well, I will... I will keep the uh, formalities to myself for the time being. You've come for information, and the lieutenant that is in charge of the outer rings for the city is not currently here. So it's best to just hand you the information myself so you can be on your way. I don't have time for games at the moment. Then this one will be brief. We seek information about cobalt activity in the area, specifically blue-skinned cobalt, singular or in a group. We are investigating their sudden appearance in proximity to the capital and wish to assess any danger or threat that they may have. Hmm. And he looks at at uh, Sensei for a moment, uh, expression unreadable, before looking at Alexei and goes, are you sure this is what you want to investigate? Yeah. Yes, that is definitely the thing we would like to investigate at the at this given time. Well, I have heard reports of various pests, not wolves, but something else are causing trouble near the junkyard. Oh, please tell me this isn't where Sensei's brothers and sisters are being scrapped. 
Well, funny that you mention it. Oh, god damn it. This is going to be traumatic. Yeah. In case you were one, Yeah. Well, uh, as he, that's why, uh, as he, he looks, uh, he looks at Sensei and goes, the reason why I ask if you are certain about this investigation is because the majority of materials from the Warforged Project have been, have been disposed of there. But what- all played, uh, Detroit become human. <laughs> Not just not to sidetrack, uh, you mean the game that you would tell me constantly about? Yes. Connor is yeah. Connor is the best, I accept no sub- substitutes, onward. He, he is the best, that's all I'm going to say. And all me and those, like, graveyard of things. Hmm. Anyway. Literally the only thing I know about Detroit Becoming Human is about him because of the gifts and the memes that Shay has sent. Yeah, that, oh, that's fair. Anyway... Uh, Sensei will be a very, very, very deep, dark blue, like almost black, um, but otherwise remain silent. And the uh, the little flowers on his shrub start to wilt. The shrub. And then as the, the captain continues, he's like, we have reports of pests in the area, and so I assume if there are kobolds nearby, it might be your best bet. There's also something I would like to be concerned about. I know that I, there's something I would like you to be concerned about. Um, if you are going after kobolds, kobolds are in small number, not difficult for us to deal with. However, large number, they become threatening. So if they are amassing near the city, this is something I should be informed of. And also, the junkyard has become lively as of recent. Maybe it's whatever magical residue that's left by the Warforged, but I wouldn't be surprised if kobolds are the only thing you find there. This one will take due precautions to safeguard the citizenry as well as the members of our party. The warning is greatly appreciated. Well, thank you. We will inform you if it's deemed necessary to to have y'all on high alert. Good. Though I will say, kobolds would be an interesting change considering all that's going on. Now, if there's nothing further for you guys, if there's no further questions that you guys would like inform- would like answers to, I currently have to deal with there being some sort of monster in the aqueduct, so... No, Captain, nothing further. Your time is greatly appreciated. We shall take our leave. Good. 
And he, he just sort of stops, looks at Alexei and goes, and just for the first time since the conversation has started, you could tell he does look tired. Uh, he does smile uh, a little bit and goes, try not to get yourself killed. Alexei. What? what? That... Doesn't seem to me like it needed a response. Uh, just solid silence. Anyway. As, as Alexi just cool walks out of there, apparently. <laughs> like, it's fine, I ain't gonna die. <laughs> yeah. This Haven's just like leaving, leaving like, where it's fine. <laughs> I, can, I can still throw the halfling out the window if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a rain check on that one. And as you guys are leaving the guard station, that is where we are going to wrap up for tonight, and then we will start up on the next episode with Masuru, Tegan, and Letty's investigation. Huzzah! But um, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. As oh, We didn't even like do our sponsors joke at the beginning. We're sponsored by Hydration, guys. Uh, fucking drink your water. Great shot of legends. No, shut no. up, shut up. And don't forget, we're experiencing our six-year anniversary with Great Shadow Legends. I will kill you! Oh I swear! God. I swear to God, I will end you. Anyway, um, yeah, we're coming up into July, everybody. Uh, this, like I said, this will come out July first, so you we won't you won't actually hear from us unless we do a Fourth of July video or something. Uh, so everybody, uh, happy 4th of July, uh, if you are in the U.S., if you're not in the U.S., just have a nice day, I guess. Um, and, well, like, uh, once again, we're gonna be at Anime Houston and Anime Dallas, keep an eye out, we're gonna be running a pretty fun event, especially if you like My Hero Academia, uh, and totally feel free to, to join us and everything. Uh, Shane, do the outro! Hey, everybody. If it's your birthday, I just want to say happy birthday, and you have yourself a blessed day. If you take meds, please remember to take them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Drink water and take care of your friends. Reach out to them. That's our positivity outro. I love it. Anywho, to be continued in the next episode. Bye. 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 Uh...